This episode of the Tales Behind the Talent is sponsored by Avine Language Services. If you need proofreading of English texts, translations between Swedish, English and Finnish, or private teaching in Swedish and English, please do not hesitate to contact avineservices at gmail.com. The following messages will only be in Finnish. Stay tuned for the episode. Kauppuriviisi on toteuttanut iskulausettaan Krapulan hoitajohankintaa ja vuodesta 2010. Kauppuri on käynyt läpi monta muodonmuutosta ja kehittänyt itseään vuodesta toiseen. Vuosi koronaa on nyt takana ja kauppuri on edelleen pystyssä, mutta veitsin terällä ollaan. Pelastetaan kauppuri yhdessä on Facebook-tapahtuma, jonka tiimolta ravintola pyritään pelastamaan. Mukana on suuri joukko yhteistyökumppaneita ja muita yrityksiä. Sun nimi, Vanerilaatta, oli hetkellisen päähänpiston kautta välittömästi toteutettu idea. Yksityishenkilö tai yritys voi ostaa itselleen paikan kauppurin katosta 20 euron kappale hintaan. Kauppuriviisi täyttää 16.4. ja 11 vuotta ja on siis lunastanut paikkansa tärkeänä osana Oulun ravintolaskeneä. Auto pelastamaan kauppuri. Lisätietoa Facebook-tapahtumasta. Hello there, dear listener wherever you might be. Welcome to another episode of the Tales Behind the Talent. And uh, this time, as my guest, I have Emily. So Emily, please introduce yourself in a, in a brief manner. Yeah, hi. So um, my name is Emily Bodde, and I'm uh, the vocalist in Morsubita and the guitar slash background vocalist in Dead Set mm. at the moment. And uh, I do... Everything music, basically. <laughs> Everything to, something to do with music is, yeah, yeah. is your game. Okay. Yes. So let's get down to business in the way that I'm gonna ask you. How did you get introduced to music in your childhood? In my childhood, well, there's actually like we have like old pictures of me as like two year old kid, mm. small guy holding a guitar and playing it. But <laughs> I doubt that's the reason why we're here today. But Yeah, but basically the whole thing was or started the interest in music started when I was about 11 to 12 years old mm-hmm. and we started to discover all kinds of like well at first we discovered like a lot of rap artists mm-hmm. with our friends and it kind of steamrolled from there and then we then we slowly went to more like towards rock bands and metal bands and And uh, then it just got out of hand. Okay. But I, I rem- remember, like, back in the days when I just got my hands on the first Children of Bodom album, basically. Mm. Actually, it was the Spine Farm cover uh, collection album that mm. had a Bodom cover in it, I think. Okay. <laughs> And that's where it just got off. So you kind of started with a multiple genres in a way that it wasn't just one type of music that you started to listen to yeah. not maybe not children's songs or anything like that no 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 no. i mean yeah it was kind of it there was like really quick phases first there was rap then there was rock metal you know just yeah. switching the kind of a classic progression of, of how it goes yeah. usually yeah um so when did you start playing music yourself Well, it was I was twelve when I, I think I watched some live clips of pants performing, and then I was like to my parents that, "Hey, could you buy me a guitar?" Mm. <laughs> and yeah, and they bought me a really shitty 
like Holly Benson, like 100 something euros yeah. guitar. That was really hard to play, but didn't matter at that point. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, the yeah. Thoman name brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it, they it used the to be really, really bad, but I, I think nowadays they have like, they, they're a little bit better. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I I also had my first guitar was was Harley Benson and it was like 100 euros and it it didn't like uh, I couldn't tune it. It yeah. didn't tune up. Yeah. Yeah, I actually re- remember like when we were doing an album recording at Tiko Tiko at Kemi. Mm. Uh, the studio manager Ahti just came into the room and was like, "Hey, guys, check this out. I bought a new mm. guitar and it was I, he's, he said that it was something like 200 euros, a Harley Benton Telecaster thingy. Yeah. And he was like, this was cheap, but it plays good as hell. Okay. <laughs> and it actually was really good to play with. Yeah. So they've come a far, far away. Oh, definitely. So uh, uh, when did you think that music would be something that you would like to do more in the, in the future after starting to play? Mm. Well, it, I, th- I don't think if there ever ever was like a sudden moment that I realized that I want to do this more because it was r- like right from the pre- beginning, it was like all the time that mm. like the, the most of my time went into music and still does. And it's always been the same that I want to do more of yeah. this and more and more. And slowly I've been just progressing towards doing it every day, basically. Okay. Yeah. So there, there has been no like a break of enthusiasm or something like that. Well, maybe the the like one big factor that was when we like had the first band activities that we did, mm. like formed a band and that kind of stuff. That was maybe the uh, thing that made me realize that hey, this is the best thing in life, <laughs> the best yeah. thing you can do to play and play gigs and stuff like that. So maybe that. Okay. So when did you start playing in a band? I think it it was pretty soon after the the first guitar. Mm. Like I remember showing up to band practice with that mm. that guitar, the Harley Benson one, and then I think it, it was less than a year, maybe six months or so. There was some guys at our like high school who were like forming a band mm. basically and yeah i think <laughs> i was a terrible terrible guitar mm. player back, back at the day but but uh, i think it was more like we played like during the music classes mm. at school and then we then it kind of just evolved okay into a band yeah so what kind of music was it then? it was like <sighs> we played a lot of things we played like covers like some megadeth songs metallica i think mm. the classic stuff and then we had like do you know the game dungeon dungeon siege yeah, yeah yeah we used to play like their theme the the whole series theme in a rock version kind of a or a metal version kind of a way mm. and then there was really our own songs which were incredibly incredibly bad back then of course but we still loved them and then mm everything in between it was really a mess but it was fun yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so what did it feel like playing with other people hmm. it was really like i don't know 
really interesting, of course, and really like it was a new thing and really like um, really exciting. But there's always been a thing that I'm I'm really like, well, not strict, but really like enthusiastic about what I do. Mm -hmm. I want to do everything like really good yeah. and back back in the day when it was not possible because I couldn't play that well. It was like yeah. really stressful as well, but frustrating. Yeah, yeah, frustrating. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Because mm. it was like you wanted to play better and why can't I do mm. this and this and oh my God, these guys are the other guys. They were like, there was a few guys older than me who had already played mm. before and then was like, why can't I play that? And he can. And, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that little frustration, frustrated feelings. But um. But that was good because it was exciting and frustrating at the same time. So you had to improve really fast, yeah. basically, and to to keep up with the other other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but most importantly, it was all the time fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, was it uh, somewhere around here, or it was back in? Uh, we actually moved to a little village called Rantsila. Yeah. Which is like. Well, you know, it's a little bit to the south from here, mm. like 70 kilometers or so, 80, maybe. <laughs> mm. And then, yeah, it was a really small town. There's probably like 2,000 residents or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so over there, yeah. So there was a... Was there a lot of players or... No. <laughs> yeah, you just... <laughs> no, there was not. Like, well, as it was... Uh, it is the same now as it was back then so most of the population in there they're more elderly people mm. and like like that there was really like our class had something like a couple like dozen people basically mm. and that's it <laughs> and most of the guys were like like playing playing uh floorball and stuff like that ice hockey and stuff like that mm. and then there was a couple people who actually played like instruments yeah so i i wouldn't imagine that heavy metal would be something that would be very popular in that kind <laughs> no, of a no, no no there was like like clearly the the group who listened to metal yeah. and then the others <laughs> yeah the guys who were into cars into mm, yeah. like you know the standard standard uh, two groups <laughs> yeah yeah um I think uh, in my my junior high it was like uh, hockey players and everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> there's always like that division going on. Yeah, and it's pretty like strict. Like at that age, like yeah. from twelve to fifteen, it's really like you have your opinions and they're the only real ones. Yeah, <laughs> there's no alternatives. So around <laughs> that time you were playing the guitar, but yeah. when did you start doing vocals? Oh my god, this is a bad one. I think I think I kind of like started to do them at the same time, but I was really shy about the vocal thing mm. at first. I used to train like uh well, I I actually lived lived in a uh, small apartment that mm. was our like parents' apartment they owned it. I moved there when I was like 14 or something like that and then that's when it really i got my chance to be alone with mm. nobody else around yeah and uh, that's when i really got into the i <laughs> i had my like my guitar cabinets and my amps 
and I had a really cheap, like a karaoke mic or something mm. like that. I just plugged that in to the amp <laughs> okay. to have some kind of amplification to be going through with the vocals. And then I just started doing the, like back in the days, like that's over 10 years ago, mm. there was a couple YouTube tutorials on how yeah. to how to do metal vocals or something like that. And then I just started to like go through everything I could find and learning everything. And it was <laughs> really weird time. So but yeah, maybe 14, I would say was the real break point. With so that. did you move on your own when you were 14? Well, it, it was, yeah, basically, yeah. Cause we had, it was in the same property as yeah. our parents lived. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. It was kind of a separate thing, but still we agreed that I was, I was uh, planning that I will move to go, go to school somewhere else. And then mm. my parents were, Hey, you want to try living on your own? Mm. And then I said, of course, yes. And then I went there and I kind of lived in the same place as my parents, but I had my own, own place. And I did all the, like, well, Every, all the, all the things you do. Yeah, everyday you stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything except play, paying for my electricity bill. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, when did you move, move out kind of uh, that mm. that area? Uh, when you, you did you start to study or? Yeah, yeah. I went to well, one other like music college. Is it college? Yeah. yeah. High school. High school. Uh, yeah. Or secondary school. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. There. I went there when I was fifteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Yeah. 15. <laughs> uh, probably turning 16 or so. Usually yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. that age. Yeah, about then. Yeah. So 15. Yeah, I was. I hadn't turned 16. I was 15 when I moved mm. out uh, to Oulu. Oulu and yeah. Yeah. So that was probably uh, a good thing that you had a little bit of uh, experience what it is like to kind of live, live alone. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. everyone should have that. If, mm. if there's a possibility, of course, but yeah, yeah, at that young age, I I moved out when I was 19. I moved into this apartment. When we, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I haven't moved <laughs> since, except for the time when I was in Sweden. But oh, that's yeah. another story. But still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you you told about uh, YouTube tutorials, but uh, how have you mm -hmm. been training, uh, like later, mm. uh, vocals <laughs> and. Uh, vocals over time mm. well i'm i'm self-taught mm. all the all the way basically i had some like like more classical mm. vocal um lessons but that's like a couple like yeah. three or four max so i'm all self self-taught and well there was well going back to this youtube tutorials there was this one one video of a guy mm. who kind of i don't even rem remember what who he was it wasn't like an iranian guy or something like that mm. or from somewhere over there and he did this kind of a well there were vocal videos but they made fun of the youtube tutorials okay. he was he was a really good vocalist he could do a lot of things and then he had this um, funny kind of um, vocal lessons that he did. Mm. And I watched those and they made me realize like that how bad 
like 80% of the YouTube tutorial videos were. Yeah. <laughs> Just through the jokes. And then I kind of got my head into it that that uh, how I should train more mm. vocals and stuff like that. And it kind of started evolving. And then I was, of course, singing in like like some bands and stuff like that, which was was really good as well. Yeah. So when you were in the Madetoja upper secondary school, did you play the guitar more as a part of that, or it wasn't the vocals? Yeah, it, yeah, it was more guitar oriented. But yeah, the vocals thing it was un- until I well until I felt ready with with them. Mm. I really did just it, it by myself all the time. Yeah, so I was more of guitar player until that. Yeah. yeah, the and the school, of course, I wasn't interested in the uh, classical singing or the pop singing back mm-hmm. then uh, that much. So it was kind of the only option at the time to do guitar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good. It actually, actually, really good thing to study of the music theory stuff and all that through our instrument. Mm-hmm. It helped a lot. Okay, so let's talk about the first shows that you have played. Yes. So, uh, what kind of project was that, and uh, and mm. how did it go? Well, the first, the the first show was one that we did at our high school uh, spring parties. What are those called? <laughs> yeah. Well, the graduation think, things. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know the spring ceremony or something. Yeah, like yeah, something like that. That was the first time I ever played in front of people. And it was just a few songs, I think. Mm. Yeah, we played Symphony of Destruction. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And uh, then one of our own songs, which was called World on Fire. And um, it was pretty political for young people, <laughs> as young people as us. But it was, yeah, it was fun. And I remember uh, it was, I think it's somewhere on video as well, but we just stood there mm. playing. Nobody did anything. It yeah. was just like watching uh, five or six scarecrows standing, <laughs> playing, mm. playing. But uh, yeah, that was the first, uh, like a really small gig, but still the first gig. Yeah. So you weren't per- performing, you were just playing. Yeah, or? yeah, basically, basically, yes. Mm. I mean, everybody wanted to perform, but nobody had the guts to do no, anything. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time for uh, a lot of yeah. us. So, when did you s- join your first like uh, like a real band that uh, lasted for a little bit longer time? Mm. Well, um, hmm, I don't even know. I think I think it's when I joined like Morsupita back in it was in the end of 2013 okay. or the start of 2014 I would say that was the real like like the first real band mm. that I joined because uh, before that we had we had a lot of bands and they were not even that like bad mm. in the end I still sometimes go on MySpace and look up this, some of the songs, and they were actually real good. Maybe not not played and produced as well as they should be, but mm. still good songs. And uh, 
but they there was there's always so much more in a band than just the music it's more about the dynamics and doing everything around it so i would say more Supida was the first real experience yeah. okay so uh, how did it feel like joining the band was it like did it feel in, intense in some in a way because uh, the band has been going on for for uh, quite a quite some time and <laughs> even before that yeah yeah they used to start that they started playing when i was still at the sand sandbox outside eating shit yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> but yeah yeah but it was it was pretty intense i mean i mean there was first of all i really liked the band before i joined mm. the guys i used to listen to them a lot they have released their first album the human waste compression at 2011 it was one of my favorite albums back then mm. and then it was like really like how would i say well again again a little bit even stressful to, to try to join the band mm. but yeah it was really intense and they had these these tryouts basically and there was a friend of mine who applied as well he's a really good really good vocalist lives in Oulu as well and he he applied as well and I was like damn I'm not that good yeah <laughs> I'm not as good as he is and mm. uh, I I there's no fucking way but then we just went to uh I did two demos for them and they actually ended up on the next album we did with the second album we did mm. with the man and then then um they asked me to go to their rehearsals and yeah, i said yes of course sure and i was really really fucking like nervous yeah of course, <laughs> of course. super excited and nervous at the same time and it was like like i was almost shitting my pants but mm-hmm. then when we got there and the guys were super cool and it was really really um really easy to like perform with them or mm. just do the songs we we did a couple songs and then uh Then we trained some more and then the guys were like, hey, we have this gig coming up mm. in Kemi. And then I was like, oh shit, that, do you want to come and let's let's try it out if you can do the gig? Yeah. And then I said, yeah, sure. And it just went went for it. And then uh, then after that, they were just like, hey, you're in the band. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> It uh, was great. A, a pat on the back, like yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But it was a long, long process. As mm. well, I don't know. We have this habit of not doing anything too fast, and it was the same back then with yeah. the guys. So <laughs> it took some time. It was really nerve wracking, but I'm happy it turned out as it did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so uh, how much had you been doing vocals before that? Mm. Uh, like, yeah, the first band we started the school project mm. it evolved into something more more metal stuff and i started doing background packing vocals then a little bit and then um we even used to do some like more heavy metal covers that i sang mm, okay <laughs> more like more like raspy mm. cleanish singing as well and then then when i went moved to Oulu. I joined a band called uh, Execute the Silent. I don't mm. know if you rem- remember that. It was we played like core music, metalcore and de- deathcore basically. 
and like some SLA Dying covers and Lamb yeah, of God okay. covers and some of our own songs. And that was that was a fun fun project and it was more like I remember somebody just asked I don't know who it was. But yeah, somebody just asked me that, hey, I've heard you've been doing some vocals, wanna wanna try this this mm. thing. And I never did like lead vocals before, so that was a huge step for me, but then I joined the band and we played for a while. Yeah. It wasn't too... We did some de- demo songs and stuff like that, but no, there was no like real releases, more like demo tracks we put out to like MySpace or Mixer. It was a thing back then. Yeah. <laughs> stuff, stuff like that. Good old times. And then we did some gigs and stuff, but that really got me the confidence to do like more, more yeah. vocals. Yeah. I'm not really like... Uh... I don't know about that many projects that were then, if they're mm. not live still, because mm. I wasn't that into the scene. Oh yeah, back yeah. then I wasn't. I was in in high school in Oulu, but I I did, didn't live here. Yeah. So, and I didn't listen to that heavy music either. It was oh, okay. like Metallica level level, like metal. Mm. And I think it was in in the university when I got to know uh, our uh, common friends uh, Juho and Aku from, from yeah. the studies so uh, okay that that but that was when, when when I started to listen to a little bit heavier shit yeah. so to speak <laughs> um, <Shit. laughs> so um, let's talk more about then your project as a guitar player mm. yeah so you're now in dead set mm. but before that and uh, af- let's say after your high school so what have you been doing with with the guitar? Yeah. So well, uh, well, back in when I lived in Oulu, we had this deathcore project called Funeral for the Masses. Yeah. And that was my main <laughs> main guitar project. Mm. I don't know what to call it, but yeah, that was just heavy, chunky guitar riffing stuff that we did, and. Um, yeah, that's on that's on hold for now. The band is still alive. I mean, there's still the band is out there, but we're not doing anything right now. Yeah. But yeah, and then I was mostly like the guitar playing I have done. It's been like rehearsing and composing things. Mm. I've done lots of lots of solo songs, like solo material, but I still have to work on that a lot. And then when I moved to Tampere, mm. I joined Deadset, which was it was a mute like, yeah, the ba- bass player Jonne Sorin, how he was like, we, he was singing in Carnalation mm. back in the day. And then we did a, uh, a couple gigs with Funeral for the Masses and Carnalation. Yeah, like I co- remember that. Yeah, yeah co-gigs. And after that, I remember when I saw Jonne at Tampere before I lived there, and he was showing me this Dead Set songs like, hey, this is cool. And yeah, I was mm. like, yeah. Good shit, good mm. shit. <laughs> and then when I moved there, he asked me that would I like to join the band. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing since since that. So a couple of years now. Mm. now. So yeah. uh, your kind of playing is, is a little bit different now because according to my understanding, you play with a, 
six string now or yeah yeah and you used to play the metal core with eight or seven yeah eight eight strings yeah eight yeah, strings, yeah. yeah like in super low yeah <laughs> an octave lower e tuning <laughs> yeah <laughs> like shit so uh yeah. how wild. how does it feel like like having a completely i would it's not completely different because it's still the guitar but like uh, playing again playing with the six string you started with the six string mm. and yeah what how is it like to be back with the six? Feels good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not that much of a difference in the end. But I mean, it, I mean, it's it's a huge difference, of course. But mm. when you don't think about it too much, it's it's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I've I've never been like as a guitar player. I've never been too much of a like a lead guitarist type. I mean, I can play solos and stuff like that. But I don't just I don't just enjoy that as much. I just like to when I when I play the guitar, I want to hear it growl. Yeah, you know, not yeah. not scream, but growl. So mm. low low notes and nice riffs, and that's that's more my cup of tea. And well, of course, that's kind of in conflict in moving from the eight strings to the six strings. I mean, back to mm. the six strings, but still. Uh, it wasn't that much of a difference. It was a good learning experience, to be sure. And I will, I will buy another eight string soon. I'm when I just when I find a like suitable guitar, I will okay. surely get it. <laughs> so two years in the in the band. So you you've had a couple of uh, publications from from is it three singles? Wait a minute. Yes, three singles yeah. so yeah. far. Yeah, and you played a few shows and. Uh, you're one of the few who got to play live last summer. Yes, two gigs. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, yeah, it was wild, kind of a wild summer. Mm. <laughs> I mean, not well. We like everything we could get out of those two gigs. We took it. <laughs> yeah, just because of the situation. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I wasn't able to attend e- either one of those, but but uh, one was at Sari Sari Helvetti, and uh, I remember it was like uh, everybody was anxious and uh, like feeling like, what yeah. about I get the corona from this? Yeah, and it was then, horrible. Yeah. Then the sun was like up high, and it was almost thirty degrees, and everybody was getting the beer and yeah. then they were just like uh, <clears throat> relaxed a bit and i think there were no cases from that festival afterwards yeah but um, <clears throat> uh, at least when i got there everybody was, was a bit a little bit anxious but when people started playing music they just relaxed a bit but uh, yeah. i would really like to see something like that happening next summer <clears throat> as well yeah i hope so i really hope so mm-hmm. <laughs> But I mean, looking at the, just before I came here, I was mm. looking at the, the, it's it's not the news, but the, the the TV show where they ask the government questions. I don't know what it's mm. called, but there, yeah, well, and that, it seemed positive. Yeah, like yeah. a questioning. Yeah, like a, <laughs> it was okay. I mean, panel, press press conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I hope it's gonna be more more relaxed than if we even get any festivals but mm. if we do i hope it's going to be more relaxed than last year because i remember the like everybody who i was talking to before yeah. everybody was like oh shit should i sell my tickets mm. uh, well should i 
get there or should I not? And it was a real hassle, but in the end, it was really good. And everything was done as it should be. Mm. Like really all the hygiene stuff and everything was great. There was a lot of space for people. And as you said, there was no, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. And it's it's a benefit for like uh, outdoor festivals in uh, in that kind of uh, uh, an area that, it, that it's not that packed, even though there's a lot of people there. Yeah, yep. But um, how about with uh, more Subit that you you released a new album last year? Mm. Yes, yes. So how did the recording process go for that? It was. It was quite, quite okay. I mean, there was some little difficulties with it, but uh, it started as usual. We booked uh, Tiko Tiko from Kemi for the drums because we let our drummer lives in Kemi. Yeah. So it was really easy for him to just go there after work and record for the night, mm. and then same thing next day and that kind of stuff. And that was that's the usual thing we've been doing now. And it was really, that was smooth. It was, I mean, we let, he blasted the songs in, into, uh, I mean, on the tracks in like, was it four days or something? Yeah. And it was like 12 songs. Okay. There's, there was like more songs we did that ended up on the record. And uh, he was insanely fast with that, as usual. Mm. <laughs> My man is a beast. And... Uh, yeah, that was cool. And at the same time, uh, when he was doing drums in Kemi, we were recording guitars with Mika mm. in in Oulu at yeah. Master Rock Studios. At the same time, we were just there, the two of us. I was recording and Mika was playing and, and changing tones and stuff like that. And that was pretty smooth too. There was some like, I mean, there was maybe some the most problems we had at that point was mostly communication stuff yeah because it was really hard to concentrate on like smika he likes likes to like oversee kind of a, the whole thing yeah. so everything is good and up to standards and stuff like that and then there was like of course at some point you will have during recordings you might have a song that's not played as well as the others because just fatigue and you know you get tired in the mm. studio Stuff like that. Then, then we had to like bounce that. What do we do again? And stuff like that. And that was maybe the hardest part at that point. But um, in the end, it was good. Yeah. And then, then we had some little bit like more trouble with the bass and the vocals. Like, I think we recorded vocals in four different spots. Mm. Or three well anyways i did some at at the studio in tampere then i did some little fills at my home studio as well and then there was we did some vocals at masterbox and then we had mm. some songs like three or four that we did in at white leaf studios in Oulu as well yeah and then that was a real kind of a it, in the end, it wasn't too much of a hassle, but at the time, it felt like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, having so so many kind of aspects with within the one project. Yeah, yeah, and it was all like it was so like everything with the COVID stuff, and we didn't know that if the studios were gonna close or yeah. if there was no something like 
something like that. And it was a lot of questions. There was a lot of questions in the air, mm. but then it's okay. It's that in the end, it was more about with vocals and with the bass, more about scheduling and actually trying to fit the pieces together. Yeah. yeah. And of course, because I live in Tampere and Juna lives in, uh, actually he moved recently. I think he lives in Järvenpään. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. Down Somewhere. South. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> uh, haven't seen the guy in ages. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. So uh, there was just scheduling stuff basically, in the end. Mm. Yeah. But it was smooth. It was smooth in the end. So is the process like uh, Mika writes most of the the ideas for for the the songs and uh, yeah. Are you more in charge of the lyrical content then or? Yeah. I mean. We've had this uh, this thing for a while that Mika does the songs and the well he provides us with like almost ready demos yeah. for the songs. There's there might be some synths that he's gonna do later or maybe change something and mm. with lead guitars or some little things. But we go through them together and decide what we want to yeah put on the record. But he does most of the work and then. Uh, with the vocals, I usually do the lyrics and the uh, what's Sovietus in <laughs> English arrangements, uh, uh, yeah. vocal arrangements. Yeah. yeah, I usually do that as well. And then, then um, we bounce ideas with Mika. Mm. And uh, sometimes they're like, there's some songs. Is there like two songs on the newest album that Mika did? the whole whole thing okay i mean almost almost like into eternity for example mm. the, the one of the music videos we put out it's like it's mika's lyrics yeah and uh then there's almost all of the arrangements are done by mika but then okay. there's like some like clean vocal parts in there that i did and yeah but yeah there's a lot of but the yeah like some of the songs were mostly done by Mika, Mika as well with, on the lyrics. Yeah, I think it was two. I need to listen to that album again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the songs anymore. So, uh, so I remember when I was talking to Mika at Theatria. I I, don't, yeah. I can't remember what which gig was it, but he, mm. he did say then that you were thinking about having uh, clean vocals on on the album at least. So at some point, so was that the first time there was like clean vocals on a more subida album in in into eternity? Yeah, I mean, yeah, on the album, yes, it was the first time I think. Mm. And um, I actually was when we talked about applying to more subida back yeah. in the day. That's actually the first time I did clean vocals for one of the demo tracks. Okay, but that didn't end up end up on the album um but now we kind of it's just like you know i did the demos and then mm. it just kind of locked in there that we could use these as like background things yeah. just to spice it up a little and then no well going back to into eternity the song there was actually the one chorus was only clean vocals mm. and they're still there they're still in the background. You can hear them quite clearly if you listen to it. Uh, not the chorus, the first or second verse. Well, anyways, okay. you'll hear it. The, but um, 
we didn't want to use them as in the lead role in the end. And then we ended up doing this. There's this little bit sentencent style raspy yeah. vocals in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I recognize that style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, we just tried out things and figure out what works the yeah. best. And I, I think it yeah. fits very well on, on that that song because it's it's kind of the mood of the song anyways to kind of it reminds me of sentenced in in mm. many ways so it, it would be it it fits perfectly i think yeah and uh the music video is really cool and um, it was done with a uh, user ladio mm. right yeah who has been involved in heavy heavy race yeah also but uh um I, and it was uh, filmed in high Lota. Yeah, high right. lot. Yeah, exactly. It was one really cold winter weekend. Mm. <laughs> we shot that. Yeah. yeah, it was the whole weekend without any... Well, we got to sleep in a place that had heat. Mm. I mean, like, proper, like, living conditions, but all everything else was outside or yeah. in the cabin that was minus 10 degrees at least. Yeah. Minus 20 outside, so... <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, and it's, it's about you actually like uh writing the song uh or writing a song yeah yeah and uh i think that's a really cold environment to have your brains thinking thinking that <laughs> yeah uh, in in the in the video like uh, villa is the is the guy who who do, does everything and mm-hmm. everyone is doing their own thing kind of and in the in the scene in the sauna am i correct to, that it was baby oil and not sweat on you or yes. something like yeah <laughs> it was baby oil and, and water. a freezing <laughs> freezing sauna yeah i mean it was it was funny because we thought that the sauna was gonna be warm mm. and we've been there, there all day like freezing and oh my god yes soon we get to go to the sauna and like, yeah. warm up and stuff and then they were like you also and the guys were like okay get your clothes off and get to the sauna it's minus 20 degrees in yeah. there <laughs> and there's actually no nothing in the fireplace it's just the light mm. <laughs> and hey by the way here's the baby oil and here's water get yourself wet looking <laughs> yeah yeah but you can imagine what happens when you when it's minus 20 degrees outside and you pour water on you and yeah just sit there <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not nice like uh, my experience of uh, just a similar similar experiences when i was in the very kalpa music video for yeah. talo and teorat and uh, oh the one where you're hanging uh, from yeah, the yeah, I'm, yeah i'm hanging from the <laughs> ceiling and uh it was like minus five or something uh and it was actually uh, that i was in a barn or something like that and uh yeah the wind didn't come in so it was a little bit warmer yeah then yanni the 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 like the guy who shot the, the music video like we need more light so he opened up the <laughs> the doors and it was like a wind tunnel yeah. after that Thanks, <laughs> i was i was uh hanging by by chains in the roof and uh, and it was freezing cold and then i think it's like two seconds on the film but it was yeah. really important for the plot of the music video go check it out if you haven't yeah. but I, I i get how cold it must have been in a sauna if if it's even colder like that it, it isn't <laughs> windy but it's cold yeah and you're yeah. wet yeah, yeah but um then um was sick sick was the first single for that album yeah yeah it was yeah so did you have that ready before the other songs or 
or did you have the album completely done before releasing that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we recorded everything, everything at the same time. So, uh, but I think "Sick" was one of the first songs that was mixed, mm. just because of the, like we had already scheduled that what song we want to put out first. Yeah. So we thought, yeah, this is cool. Let's let's do this, and then we just uh, told Stefan uh, from Illusia Productions, who was mixing the thing, that mm. hey, we want this track out first. So yeah. we just worked on it first. Okay. Then. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think there was some like uh, something like similar things as well with the schedule with other songs, but yeah, don't remember anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was how how we did that. But after releasing that, you you are still like um, you're yet to play your a gig after releasing the album. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, have you had any hopes or plans about that for mm. the for the future? Uh, for playing the new song? Yeah. Yeah, I hope, well, as soon as we can, we will. Yeah. I mean, as soon as it's reasonable, as soon as it's safe, we we will do that. And we have, well, well, I can probably tell at this point that we've been building a new set list and there's a lot of new songs. Yeah. A lot of, but... It's it's not exclusively new songs, but a lot. Okay. It. Yeah. That's good to hear. Uh, this is a question that I ask everybody, and you can kind of uh, do your own interpretation of, of what it what it means when it comes to your own experience. And the question is, when was mm. the first time you thought that the hard work is starting to pay off? Mm. And it isn't necessarily like uh, to do with money or fame or anything mm. like that, but just like uh, for you c- to continue doing uh, what you are doing. Yeah. The first time. Well. Well, one of the first like like overwhelming feel- feelings of success when was when I was in my own own room, like really young dude playing guitar and i actually been playing for like weeks and weeks and weeks and mm. and like eight hours a day or something and uh i feel bad for my parents at this point <laughs> for that but uh and then i actually learned the first like children of bottom song yeah. in, with guitar i was like oh shit i can actually play this shit what the fuck i think it was like was it like six pounder or something i'm mm. not even sure anymore but yeah, that was one of the first things. And then, well, every gig that I do, I get the same feeling, basically. After the yeah. gig, I'm like, holy shit, this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the best feeling, feelings in the world for me. And then the bigger the gig, the like, well, it doesn't have to be a big, I'm just, that's not the right word. Maybe the more intense the gig, yeah. the more intense the feeling every time. But yeah. But like more recently, one of the great, great moments uh, with music was when we went to Japan and played the tour there. Mm. It was like, I would go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really fucking awesome. Yeah. But um, as I said, every gig. Every yeah. gig. So uh, the, the gig in Japan, it was like mm. one one gig and... Uh, uh, three gigs. Three gigs. Yeah, three okay. gigs. It was uh, like a small 
small festival tour. Okay. Basically, so we did a show in Osaka and Tokyo and Nagoya, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So was it like a week? Yeah, yeah, but like three separate. I, I don't know if they were like one after each other, but another, I mean. But I think it was. Mm. So we were there for like five or six days in total. Mm. Yeah, and three show days and one day off, basically. Yeah, you <laughs> must so. have been tired because the flights and everything. Like yeah, after. yeah, I mean, I slept almost all the flights, so yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, and the flight back, I remember the first image that I remember was waking up four hours into the flight. Okay. <laughs> basically, so, well, no sleep and some booze and that's what you get. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, is there any kind of uh, plans for for more songs for more supida is it uh, like uh, something that is not to be disclosed at this moment i mean we we have we have plans yeah i mean of course we're like all the time working on new songs mm, new yeah. material and there will be will be a uh, new album at some point in the future and then we've been planning to do other things as well but we will we will see I yeah. can't talk too much about that yet. Yeah. Okay. But how about Dead Set? Because you released uh, three songs, and I mm. from social media I've noticed that you you have been mm. working on something. So is it is it a debut album that's on the works or? Yeah. Well, that's another thing I can't really talk about yet. Okay. But I'm, I'm, there's all the time things happening, and we're we're working on a lot of a lot of stuff for for people out there, but. I think we will be able to tell more about that in the near future. Okay. Dead set. But there's most more songs coming and and yes, we have recorded the uh I mean we recorded the debut album in like almost two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> two <Okay>. years ago. <laughs> it's been ready for a while, but we've just been waiting for the right moment and yeah. right like partners to work with on the release. Mm. And now it's slowly getting everything is like going along and getting together and yeah so was that yeah so uh we're heading towards the end of the the podcast here so mm-hmm. um kind of what we can gather from that is that you are doing a lot uh mm. with music and uh hoping for hoping for shows in in the near future but uh at this point, do you have something that you would like to say to the listeners? Hmm. Well, basically, <laughs> all that's on my mind right now is that stay at home for a little bit longer, people, please. <laughs> yeah. So we can get to shows fast. I mean, as fast as possible. Use your brains, stay safe and stay he- healthy. Yeah. And of course, go check out our music. Mm. Music videos, Spotify, you'll find it. More stupid and dead set. Mm. So uh, I guess that's that's it for for this interview. So thank you yeah. for listening and uh, stay safe out there. <laughs>